Before we jump into today's conversation, let's take a moment to acknowledge our amazing sponsor, the Academy of Therapy Wisdom. Oh my gosh, we love this platform. They're the place I go now for all my CEUs. Stay tuned for a special offer at the end of the show. Please join us for our next live online workshop, Integrating Mind and Heart, April 3rd through 6th of 2024. This is an experiential, active workshop designed to engage you in brain states that promote relational learning. If you want to get closer, say the things that usually go unspoken and trust each other and yourself to get through the hard moments. This is the workshop for you. Go to widestmypartner.com to learn more and register. Welcome to the Why Does My Partner podcast. I'm Jules. I'm Vicki. And I'm Rebecca. We're your hosts. We're also couples therapists and messy humans bumbling through our own relationships every day. We met at a training, and our secret sauce is that we and our partners became fast friends. Between us, we have more than 40 years of experience holding hard relational questions with our clients. We're going to bring those questions here. And together, we're going to take a stab at answering those questions. This podcast is not a substitute for couples therapy. If something you hear in this podcast stirs something deep within you about your relationship, reach out to a couples therapist in your area. We also love to hear your questions, so don't forget to go over to whydoesmypartner.com to leave a question of your own. Our next live workshop, Integrating Mind and Heart, will be held online from September 22nd to 24th, 2023. If you want to get closer and trust each other and yourself to get through the hard moments, this is the workshop for you. Sign up at whydoesmypartner.com slash events. Today's question. Why am I the only one who raises the red flag and has to say, this marriage is not going well? That always makes me the bad guy. Mm. Can we can we slow down, though, and just give mad props to the person raising red flags? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. My favorite. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. It is well, so hard. We're kind of already flipping the question because we're seeing this person as not the bad guy. Right. <laughs> We're not totally. I get how in the marriage, in that right? dynamic, if you're the only yeah. one bringing stuff up, it can yeah. make you feel like, oh my gosh, am I the only one who's mm-hmm. ever going to work on this? Or am I the only one who's ever going to complain about anything? Like I get that. Yeah. And also, I don't think raising red flags means anybody's bad. Right. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. 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 You just might have different definitions of what the red flags are. Yeah. Mm. And you know, can we also just mention how we need to talk about what's not okay? Mm-hmm. Well, right? well, some of us do. I think we do. I think all of us I do. I do too. Well, I, <laughs> I think some of us because we're all here for a reason, but I think there are some people who think they don't need to. Oh, no, for sure. That's all I was saying. And here's the thing. It's just not it, Actually, I don't think you always have to. If you are totally cool with a kind of, um, I'm, I'm thinking about different people I've worked with through the years where they've said things like, can't we just get in a fight and move on and never fix it and just forget about it? And actually, isn't that okay? And mm-hmm. people who've said, you know what, actually, I don't feel that close, but that's cool for me. Mm-hmm. So they're like, they're, there's yeah. a space where... Some people have a more avoidant attachment style. 
Right. And if you have two people who are, have an avoidant attachment style, actually, it is completely fine um, to kind of coexist and have mm-hmm. a relatively decent relationship. It's not painful in any way. It's not hurting anybody. And there's nothing wrong with it. And right. probably you won't have a lot of red flags. But if that's mm-hmm. happening, then chances are nobody's raising a red flag. And that's very different than right. this kind of question. So do we? would I say you have to raise a red flag? I would say, no, you don't have to. And... But I I do think you have to talk on some level about what doesn't feel good. Oh, yeah, for sure. I want you to have that skill set. Yes, and I was not negating that at all. I would, Mm -hmm. yes. But, like, I think think all couples have to have a way of saying something like, oh, that didn't feel good. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that feels different than a red flag kind of issue, right? So it may be like... I'm I'm laughing. She saw it. Rebecca. What? What? What are you? Because I chuckled because my way of saying that doesn't feel good was not always as pleasant as Rebecca's was just now. <laughs> okay, can we? Out Neither you? was mine. Neither <laughs> was mine. Yeah. I have learned that like, right because it's not so pleasant the way it's just like we need a way to say that doesn't feel good. And mine used to be things like, "You don't have to say it like that. Why are you being such a jerk?" Those were uh-huh, my ways of uh-huh. saying that I like doesn't it. I like it. it. So. Oh, my my oh, personal I, favorite. I'm glad you like it because he didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I no, I I hear you. I hear you. It's it's maybe not the best version of it, but I grew up in pretty I hard places relationally. Uh-huh. Yeah, and things were filled with a lot more rage. Mm-hmm. Rage, I think, was a way of saying that doesn't feel good. Hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It yeah, was yeah, it was a sure. call to attention of something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it Ooh, has but it has been a total like you know uh, earned piece of work mm-hmm. for me to learn mm-hmm. how to say that doesn't feel good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. To say it like that. To say it like that. But I think mm-hmm. we all say it in some way. Mm-hmm. We just mm-hmm. sometimes it seeps out of us sideways. Well, right. I'm I'm actually in the the version of the person this c- caller may be married to because <laughs> my version of it doesn't feel good is probably to go away and not speak to you. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm much more of a distancer than sometimes I'll I'll pop off, but mostly not. Mostly if something's hard, you know. But I think. I think if we don't have some sort of mechanism to kind of uh, walk across the room and open our mouth mm-hmm. and saying something's feeling really bad, um, then the likelihood is you'll be dealing with probably quite a lot of resentment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you're building up pain and building up hurts yeah. and not speaking your truth about how that's landing for you, not making direct requests for something to be different not stating boundaries. And so it's it's just a really good way to build up resentment. So I think that's mm-hmm. the cost, you know, if you don't speak. And the building up resentment, is it mm-hmm. seeping out of you sideways? Oh, right. A hundred percent it is. So, yeah. so and, now it's going to start gonna seep- come out yeah. those ways. Totally. Mm-hmm. And if you're a person who thinks it's not seeping out of you sideways, I'm resentful, but I've got <laughs> it under control. I just want you to know that you are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it is seeping out sideways. People around you can tell. They can feel it. It's vibing off of you. It's an energy. It's like you you can smell it across the room. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Yeah. So as a person, though, who probably the other partner is going to raise more red flags, if that's happening a lot, my key for me is to say more. 
mm-hmm. about what's not going okay. So that two things it saved me from. One, I care about my partner a lot and I don't want them to be the bad guy or feel like that. So I saved them from that hell. And mm. two, I don't want to be feeling like I'm criticized and attacked all the time. And it oh, may be, even though my partner is saying it in the best way possible, when it's a thing and then another thing and then another thing and then another thing and then another thing, you know, mm-hmm. ugh. Especially if I'm never saying anything, it can really get like that over a series of years. So yeah. it may be that my partner is not actually attacking me or is not actually that critical, but I'm kind of leaving them to hold our relational health in their hands by themselves. Oh, and this is happening because I'm not picking up my side of it. Right. And so I have what, a role what in that. What can I do to pick up? What can, how can I, mm-hmm. like, there's a few things in here, right? Cause mm-hmm. I'm hearing, how can I risk more vulnerability? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, mm-hmm. well, if, if I'm not risking vulnerability, let's take it the other direction. If I'm not risking vulnerability, what am I avoiding? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think it can be really easy to can see we, the we, benefits can, of that and not we, look at the costs. Totally. And can we name what people would be avoiding? Mm-hmm. I'm avoiding tension. Uh-huh. I'm avoiding mm-hmm. I'm avoiding discomfort, stuff not feeling good. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 like I'm avoiding um I'm I'm avoiding feeling like I'm the problem. I'm avoiding mm-hmm. feeling like like I'm sensitive or I have needs. Mm-hmm. I'm avoiding facing. Oh. I have a problem, but have no idea how to fix it. I have no solutions. I'm avoiding my own stuff. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm avoiding the fight. So maybe I'm scared of the fight. Is well, I'm it liking possible? all of this. I'm going to avoid everything moving forward because these are all good reasons. <laughs> <laughs> there is a big cost. Okay, wait, but here's here's part of the cost, right? Um, because not only are you not connecting with your partner and leaving mm-hmm. them stranded and alone. Mm-hmm. feeling like they're a problem. But yeah. you're also probably in all of your avoidance abandoning yourself, abandoning your needs. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's not that big of a problem for me. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Be an avoider. <laughs> I'm okay with that one. I I don't like the idea of, aban- of, of, of the abandoning him, though. So that's going to be, that'll be one that gets me on board. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think that huge leap, huge leap, and I'm aware of that. Mm-hmm. I don't think most people out there understand the concept of avoiding themselves and abandoning themselves. Oh no, totally. We live that in a was, society that yeah. is built around dissociation, mm-hmm. right? Like self-abandonment that was such a concept is, to me is a normal yeah. experience. So that's not gonna that it's, that's it's not side effect of <laughs> capitalism. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's not going to get feel better me. by this. <laughs> See, I think that's marketing. But no, that's, that's capitalism. That's not going to be the cost that gets me. The mm-hmm. cost that gets me is the relationship and hearing hearing from an outsider which could be us. Mm-hmm. It's like hearing from my partner isn't enough, right? That comes across mm-hmm. could come across as complaining a lot. Hearing it from outsiders opens my eyes differently. Mhm. Just mm-hmm. me. But like, oh, well I don't want him feeling that way. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be doing that to him. Right, so right, right. So maybe I need to tune in a little bit better and Well, I think, you know, the, the ultimate cost, if you're the one who's avoiding and your partner keeps bringing stuff up and we keep 
being at that one sided is chances are good. You're going to get left at this point. Like I'm just thinking where we, where mm-hmm. we are. I didn't see that coming in the okay. larger chances are good in the mm-hmm. end. They're trying to tell you they're not okay. They're hoping you're also oh, not okay. If you're yeah. also not okay, but then you're not telling them. Bye-bye. Like chances yeah. are good. It's going to end at some point. And does it end right now? Or does it end, you know, 20 mm-hmm. years from now when the kids have graduated from high school right. and are off in college or whatever, but, but chances are good. That's, I, I worry about couples who don't have conflict. Yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. conflict builds mm-hmm. trust. And if we don't have, we love this. Why are you laughing we, about? Because we say that a lot. I don't disagree with it. You guys know that. Uh, no, I just think it's, this is this we, is our Discord builds trust, is. and we are not kidding. <laughs> We're not right. It's so, so true, though. So it's notice, so though, I can even feel that in the tone of the question. Yeah, and I'm I'm putting my own mm. like vocal tone on it. But this is a person who's like, oh my god, help me. This is not going well, and I have no partner. I cannot trust you to show up. Right. So what I'm hearing mm-hmm. as you mm-hmm. illustrate that for us, Jules, mm-hmm. I'm hearing the seeking system again, mm-hmm. the care seeking mm-hmm. system, right? Yep. We're back mm-hmm. there. We've talked about this before, mm-hmm. but we're, we're back at that place where like we biologically, all of us, every single one of us mm-hmm. are born to seek care. Yes. And when that mm-hmm. care is met with care. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. And then play awesome. comes mm-hmm. next and lust and sexuality are part of that. All of that. Yeah. Yep, yep. When it's not met with care. Panic grief mm. is the first go. It kind of sounds like this. Oh, this is not okay. <laughs> and then if that doesn't work, usually, by the way, when a baby makes that sound, what happens? You pick care. up the baby. Mm-hmm. It's worked Aww. really well, by the way. Um, and and it doesn't change speaking, in adulthood. Evolutionary. Does, yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't it doesn't change in adulthood this tendency towards panic grief. And then um the next thing is if that doesn't work, we'll escalate into fear. Mm-hmm. Notice that's more okay. like, ah, I can't believe you're not listening to me kind of energy. There's urgency mm-hmm. in it, there's panic in it, there's like an oh god there's anxiety. This is anxiety, yeah. totally. And okay. and usually, if a baby were to escalate their cry into a terror cry, what would you do? Pick them up. Pick them up! And it works mm-hmm. great, and that's why <laughs> the system's there, and it does not leave you when you're grown up. And then the next one is rage. Mm-hmm. So the next thing <laughs> we're going to do, I love yeah. rage. Rage is one of my favorites. It's a bit of a connection. So, um, so mm. the next thing we're going to do is uh, go, why are you not listening to me? And it comes out like anger and it comes out like it's got a desperation quality. Yeah. Yeah, It's got like that kind of energy. And when Mm. a baby does that, I think about my kiddo who did this thing where she, at some point we were in this moment, I think I've talked about this even on the podcast, but she grabs my face, whips my face around and goes, mommy, listen to me. And I went, Yak Punk's up is right. And that is because I am a nerd. I'm also (laughs) laughing though because Jules, I kid you not, like a week after you told, I don't even know publicly, but at least Rebecca and I Mm -hmm. that story, my daughter did the exact same thing to me. 
And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is what Jules was talking about. Yep. Okay. Rage is a bid okay, for connection. Rage is a bid for connection. Rage is a bid for connection. And by the way, when it comes out of an adult body, it can feel really scary when you're yeah. on the receiving end of that. And yep. often, unfortunately, it leads to more disconnection, even mm-hmm. though it's actually a biological bid mm-hmm. for connection. Um, and and so I get how how expressing it in ways that is a little bit more regulated can be helpful. But ra- there's nothing wrong with rage. Let's not knock rage, because rage is saying this is not okay. Wake up. It's not right? okay. And yeah. so if though, mm-hmm. here's the thing. This is why I say eventually they're going to leave you. Here's what's going to happen: is that if rage goes and it keeps going and keeps going it, and it hits a dead end it hits a wall here's what happens you fall back down into a pit of despair no one ever gets out <laughs> but here's the other thing rage can look like different things for different people mm-hmm. right because for some people mm-hmm. rage is that <gasps> and for other mm-hmm. people rage is like Silence. It's like Seething, absence. Silence. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? It can be. It's, it's it can like be. that. It can be. But I'll tell you, if you're raging in silence and your partner's raging out loud, the one who's raging out loud is probably going to fall into despair first. That's right. The one who can rage in silence can usually like hang in and in kind of the gritty. Tolerate that's my next they'll, question. Mm-hmm. They'll tolerate okay. the space um, for longer, and so that's why I warn you. Like, ooh, I don't want you to get left because you're never bringing anything up. Mm-hmm. Discord builds trust. Trust. Mm-hmm. If you are not bringing anything up, walk across that room and go bring something up with your partner so that they don't feel alone. Even something like. Do you know, if I was writing this question, what would save me more than anything? So by the way, if your partner has said something like this, here's a little tip for you. You can put on like a a Jules mask and like walk across the room and say it like this. (laughs) You know what I've noticed, babe? I know. Right? It's pretend you're me for a second. Yeah. yeah. Here's here's how it goes. This isn't a calm moment. You know what I've noticed, babe? You bring all sorts of stuff up that's not working between you, between us, and I never do. Can you tell me what that's been like for you? Oh, you've noticed that too? Yeah. Oh, it's been so fucking lonely. Oh, hon, of course. Why don't you bring it up? You notice it? Yeah, I've been noticing it and it's, I think I'm too scared, but it's not okay. It's not okay with me that you're lonely. It really sucks. It sucks so bad. I want to make it different, but I don't even know how. And this helps a little bit. It does. Yeah, knowing that you notice it. Yeah. See, even now I'm frozen. I like don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So the therapist in me wants to come out and tell us what to do. Yeah. Um, Right? Well, this is the problem, right? Most people Mm -hmm. avoid the fight because they have no way out. (laughs) Right. That's like a way to phrase it. They have no way out. I think we do. And like, I like to make this really simple. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like to tell my people when something doesn't feel okay, just name it. Mm -hmm. It, Mm. Just name it. Just start there. Mm -hmm. Right? Because because at the very least, Mm -hmm. like... In that role play that Jules and I were mm-hmm. just in, mm-hmm. if maybe I could say something to you like, well, the next time something doesn't feel okay, could you just like let me know that? Mm-hmm. 
Maybe, but maybe All I'll right. be too scared. All right. Well, can we come up with like a sign or something that like you're scared? Okay. I could do that. <laughs> right. So like right? now, right. Mm-hmm. Now we're like Now we're in problem solving mode. Right. Because where we like, can collaborate through. Like something's going to work for us. Right. right? And now I'm knowing that you're scared. When I know Mm -hmm. that you're scared, Mm -hmm. I might know that there's something coming up for you. Whereas Mm -hmm. like before I just felt alone. Mm -hmm. Right. Now I'm not so alone because you're scared. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, and you're also doing, Rebecca, something else you talk about, which is striking when the iron is cool. So you're having this conversation Mm -hmm. or a meta conversation when you're not in the moment Mm -hmm. of it. Yeah, to planting plan, seeds. Right, to plan for the next time that it does happen because it will. Mm-hmm. It always does. It always yep. does. Yep. And if and if you are a person who is bringing up the red flags all the time or a lot of the time, um, you know, it could be that there isn't a space where the iron is cool. Oh, if yeah. you're in a relationship like that, wait, play it out with me. Imagine. Rebecca, we're in that space, right? And I'm the partner who doesn't say anything. Now uh-huh. go ahead and bring something up. Hey, here's, Jules. here's what you, Yeah. You know, there's there's this thing that you do all the time, and it really just gets under my skin. Yeah. You know what, babe? I want to hear about it. Can I slow you down for a second? <sighs> I know. Totally. You should be rolling your eyes at me. Can I tell you why you should be rolling your eyes at me? Sure. You are the only one who ever brings stuff up. You must feel like awful. Okay, that would just like throw me back into my seat. <laughs> I totally would sit back and listen to that. So even if you have if you have no space <laughs> where the iron's hot, slip this in anyway. Do a meta about it. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're the only one bringing stuff up. That's, that must be awful. I want to hear what it's like. In that moment, I am not attempting to fix this problem. I am tending. I am attempting. You are to tending to your partner. You are tending uh-huh. to the connection. Mm-hmm. Like you are alone here. Mm-hmm. I see you. I see that mm-hmm. you're doing all this work, and you're alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want you to be alone anymore. And mm-hmm. I don't want you to be alone anymore. I want to start undoing the aloneness now, even though I'm going to mess it up tomorrow and the next day, and mm-hmm. I'm going to keep going anyway. Right, because that's the thing, right? Mm -hmm. What we're trying to build here is our ability to tolerate that this kind of stuff is going to happen and our trust that we can do this together. Mm -hmm. Yep, Together, that's right. Together. Mm -hmm. And you know what I do for couples who do get really worried about a a fight not having um, a break system is I'll I'll teach them a pause. Yep. So Mm -hmm. sometimes it can help even before we name this doesn't feel good, or maybe even as we name this doesn't feel good, that we both take a break Mm -hmm. for just a second and breathe Mm -hmm. (laughs) for a second and slow ourselves down so that we can even notice, hey, what's one feeling word that would describe this thing right now? Or, hey, what's one need I'm trying to get met that I seem to be not being able to get met? So go for a feeling or go for a need Mm -hmm. that's usually less like, so sometimes I'll ask that question and a couple might say, a a partner might say something like, um, well, I need them to listen to me and get this thing done. Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. So the need is feeling heard. The need is feeling like you have a partner in this. Am I getting that? Right. So we want to maybe drop it out of the content and into the larger context of the Mm -hmm. relationship. That is, and I really want to give our listeners tons of patience, props, and compassion. 
this is really hard. This is really mm-hmm. hard. This is really hard to do in real time. This is in hard as hell to do. Yeah. So give yourself a ton of space to mess it up like crazy. I'm wearing a t-shirt today. I love your take t-shirt. Take chances, mm-hmm. make mistakes, get messy. <laughs> <laughs> because if you can do that and make it through those bumpy moments and come out the other side, whew, that's it. Mm-hmm. It it's gonna build a, a sense that you know what we could get through hard things together. Mm-hmm. She's gonna say that. Well, it shows that you can get to the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is what we care about when it mm-hmm. comes to strong relationship. I do not. I cannot say this enough. Hurt is not a bug in a relationship. Hurt is a feature of intimate relationship. You don't get to have an intimate relationship mm-hmm. and not get hurt. That's not a possibility. You can have a you can have a relationship with someone and not get hurt if you tell them basically nothing about you and you pretend that we don't our, our beings don't have any effect on each other. But Say it again. <laughs> you do not get to have an intimate vulnerable together relationship you do not get to have that and not hurt each other it's like eli finkel's book where he's talking about the um it's called the all or nothing marriage and he talks about the hierarchy like maslow's hierarchy of needs Mm -hmm. but he puts it in his marriage like you do not get to the upper versions of the mount everest of marriage without going through some pain no that doesn't happen. So if what you want is more closeness, what you say yes to is hurt, which means we also say yes to pausing. And which means mm-hmm. we also build our tolerance for discord. It means we also mm-hmm. start to understand the purpose of the discord. Mm-hmm. And it means that mm-hmm. we build like resilience. Resilience mm-hmm. becomes our ability to mm-hmm. tolerate that hurt, to keep working towards mm-hmm connection to repair Mm -hmm. the the injury like we don't throw people away when we care Mm -hmm. about them Mm -hmm. we cause them pain and we show up and we hold ourselves accountable Mm -hmm. just today i was working with a couple and the guy looks at her and says oh my god i have to stop avoiding discomfort or Mm -hmm. i leave you totally alone yeah that's it Mm -hmm. so we have to build that tolerance Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's I'm it. I'm that was me. I'm realizing mm-hmm. as we talk that mm-hmm. um for a long 15 years, mm-hmm. for a long mm-hmm. time, yeah, he knew we were okay. He could tolerate the discussion. We were always okay, I shouldn't say that. Um, mm-hmm. but I would not say that we were even in a like quote unquote healthy relationship. And he mm-hmm. used to hate it. I would call mm-hmm. it healthy-ish. And he was like, it's pretty healthy. And in my head, mm-hmm. no, because we fight sometimes. Right. So that means it's not. Well, we're right. salt that story. Well, I right. think it's also what he and I grew up with specifically. Like he, I mm-hmm. think he grew up with discord in the family and he saw it and you worked through it. And I didn't mm-hmm. grow up seeing that at mm-hmm. all. So mm-hmm. I'm there now because we've been through it enough times. Literally what we're saying, the discord, we've been through that enough times Wait, that I don't panic anymore. Are you saying that built <laughs> trust in you and your bit. partner and the relationship? <laughs> Just a tiny, tiny bit. Just a tiny <laughs> bit. Uh, but Yeah. Oh. I've lived it. Like, I've literally noticed it in time. Mm-hmm. You have to, like, you have to go through it to see it. Mm-hmm. 
You yeah. have to. There's no other mm-hmm. way. I wish I could tell people, uh, do I? I don't know. I'm I'm a grief lady. I love grief. I wish I some sometimes I wish I could tell you that um that there were some non-bumpy way through this and that it would still feel really deep and meaningful, but that's just a lie. <laughs> I would be lying to you. So I'm not gonna do that. I think it's kind of like learning how to ride a horse. Mm. You know, there's like lots of different gates and some of them are bumpy mm. as hell. And depending on what horse you're riding, they're all going to feel different. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like uh, mm. the bumps aren't the problem. Learning no, how to stay on is, is the work. Mm. Yeah. Learning how to stay on is the work. <laughs> it's the work. It's the work. Really and sometimes analogy. you're going to fall off. And yeah. getting and back th- on again is the work. Yeah, that's right. That's a really good analogy. Well, writing's all about connection. Anyway, Mm -hmm. let's wrap this one up here today. Before we go, mm -hmm. this is our last episode of the Discord Builds Trust No Really (laughs) miniseries. Oh my gosh. We're going to be taking a small break, but I want to let our listeners know it's a small break. It's like a tiny, tiny break. Tiny, tiny. We're going to be back in what, like three weeks? Two, three weeks. Two, three weeks. Something like that. Yep. July 18th. We'll start That's season right. five. Thank season you, five. everyone. Are we really on season five? For sticking with us Thank and you. being <sighs> listeners. We're on season five. And tell all your friends and family. Yeah. <laughs> we want yeah. more. We definitely. Want more. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, dear listeners, there's one thing that you can do that can really help us spread the word about the show. Whatever app you listen to your podcast in, leave us a review. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It really you, It really does help. Mm-hmm. So thanks for hanging with us. We hope that over these weeks, you risked a little discord and built a little trust. Mm-hmm. Take good care. Bye-bye. That wraps up this week's episode. Join us again next week for another Why Does My Partner? We hope that you continue to listen wherever you get your audio and that you'll follow the show. To go deeper, join us at one of our workshops. You'll find our next date at whydoesmypartner.com. Did you know you can ask us your questions? Your questions are relational gold. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to either write in or record your question for a future episode. And here are some gratitudes. Thanks to Al Hoberman, our sound editor and podcast production magic maker. Thanks to every one of you who has joined us for our workshops in the past. We've learned so much from all of you. And thanks to everyone who's reviewed the show on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews help others to find the show. Take care of each other best you can. See you next time. We want to tell you more about our sponsor, Therapy Wisdom. Jules is one of their amazing educators, and you can also find teachers like Janina Fisher, Bessel van der Kolk, Deidre Fay, and Akila Riley Richardson, plus a bunch of people you might not have heard of, but will definitely want to start following once you take their courses. And because you listen to us, the Therapy Wisdom team is offering a secret code to give you free access to one of my one-hour wise conversations. Use the code WDMP at checkout.
If you're a licensed therapist, coach, healer, or someone who's invested in doing the deep work of personal healing and want to learn about topics like neurobiology, supporting trauma healing, incorporating intersectionality and somatic work, then this is the place for you. Discover some of the most heart-led and quality courses available in a community of people who are invested in spiritual growth, equity, inclusion, and developing expert-level clinical skills. Visit therapywisdom.com or click the link in the show notes and use the WDMP discount code. Thanks, Therapy Wisdom. We love you.